guys, this is Havala, and I am in South Carolina. I, <laughs> I am just driving to my speaking event that I had set out for at 10 a.m. yesterday morning, and it is now five o'clock on Friday evening, and I'll be speaking in about two hours. And so I have a 30 minute drive to the hotel and then get ready, take a, take a shower, which usually takes me about an hour. Why does it take so long to get ready? Like, I feel like the older I get, the more that needs to be done. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I should draw my eyebrows in. I don't have any right now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to need to do this and do that. And I think that's one thing we don't realize when we're younger is how fast it takes to get ready. And I, I like getting ready. I'm not one of those that's anti-makeup or anti, uh, you know, zhuzhing or whatever they call it. I, you know, I'm not against those that are against makeup. I just don't mind getting ready. I enjoy it. I don't like getting ready when I'm rushed. I'm not one of those. I really enjoy putting on my podcast, listening to something interesting, not my podcast, but somebody else's podcast, listening to music and just taking my time, getting ready. Um, maybe it was all those years of having littles where I just, the luxury of makeup, the luxury of a hot shower, <laughs> the luxury of blow drying my hair just, just didn't happen. And so now I just savor those moments. I act as if it's just, it's a, just a total scarcity mentality that I'm still nurturing <laughs> when it comes down to it. Oh, I, I've gone to the bathroom by myself at least for the last, oh, I don't know, three years. But God forbid I feel that somebody might be interrupting me. I get so nervous. Anyway, I was thinking about something that I was just sitting at uh, an event that I was speaking at and I had this young mom that was sitting at the table that had tagged along for the event. And usually it's really awesome because people, they kind of know who you are, but they don't know you. And so they look forward to sitting down and having a conversation. And I'm one of those, I really like to ask good questions. I'm one of those that if I'm interested in your life, I'm probably going to be obnoxious and ask some ridiculous questions. I want to know all the things. I, If you're somebody who's kind of ahead of me, like in parenting, in health, in family, marriage, ministry, whatever it is, career, I want to know what's up. I want to ask you how you got there, what, you know, the things I'm stuck in, I want to know how you got unstuck, just even your narratives that you keep in your own life. I just want to know those things so that I can maybe save myself some time, but also honor your own journey that you're on. So anyway, this, this young leader was sitting across the table from me and you could tell she had savored this question. And so she looked across at me, which is, I get this a lot and I understand it. So I'm just prefacing it like I understand it, but I, she leans over and she says, how do you do everything? How do you do everything that you do? I just, 
I can barely keep up. I've got toddlers and I mean, I can barely, barely keep up. And how do you do all that you do? And she's looking at me like, tell me the secret. I'll buy the pill. <laughs> Just tell me. And you know what I immediately feel is this sense of, I know what you mean because I have been where you are at. And what I want to tell you is what you are experiencing right now, when you have kids under the age of five in your house, your life is completely different than anybody else. No joke. I spent 28 years single. I have... Now I have multiple children that are ages seven to 13. And I have all these girlfriends in my life that have littles in their house. And I want to look at them and say, you're going to make it. I promise. But what you are experiencing right now is not real life. And it's not even real parenting. Even though, you know, you are really parenting. It's not real parenting. There is, you are on call 24 hours a day going to sleep at night. You don't know if it's going to be an all-nighter or if you're actually going to get five or six hours of sleep. I mean, everything is a blur. And specifically when you're growing your family, I mean, you could wake up and be pregnant. That's <laughs> that's how it felt for me was the moment I had a, a sense of peace, I was pregnant. So what you're experiencing, if you have littles, back-to-back -back kids, you know, the intensity of multiple children in your home, what you are experiencing is not real. It is going to, I promise you, it is all going to slow down and you'll start to feel it. And one of the telltale signs is when all of your kids can get from the car to the house. <laughs> that is such, that is such a big deal. I remember sitting in my driveway when one of my littles, it was like the first time that I'd ever experienced it where I was able to get out of the car and here the kids are, they get out of the car, they unbuckle themselves and, or maybe, I don't even know if they unbuckled it, I might have unbuckled it for them, but they get out and they walked, everybody walked with their two feet to the house. And I just, I remember just sitting in my driveway and crying. <laughs> like this is, I have never experienced this in years, like full blown years. And then it was, oh my gosh, everybody is using the potty. I don't have to change any diapers. I might have to change some sheets after, you know, bedtime, um, Boys tend to pee the bed a little later. That's what at least I have found with my boys is they have a tendency to, to go potty at night. Um, but you know, just that, that kind of reality. And then, so then it's no diapers and it's, then it's just pull-ups and then there's no pull-ups and you're buying all these little underwear. <laughs> and then it's, um, you know, everybody is independent. Everybody can get themselves breakfast. Everybody can get themselves get their shoes on. I mean, I felt like shoes was like one of the last possible things that everybody could do in our house. And so there's this moment where you are no longer surviving. And that moment happened for me about a year and a half ago where I legitimately was getting a full night's sleep over and over and over. 
I was dropping my children off at school. I had an hour or two to myself because our littlest only went half day. And things just got habitual and rhythmic and just manageable. And then you start to understand what it feels like to get a good night's sleep. You start to understand what it's like to have time on your own to sit and think about something. You you understand what it's like to actually think about cooking a healthy meal or, you know, shaving your legs or <laughs> all of those things, planning out an outfit for an event or reading the book that you've been dying to get to or whatever it is, you just get all this space. So if you're in the trenches, I just want you, I just want to like send a lifeline to you. And I looked at this mom next to me across the table, excuse me, and I said, it is okay, just do what you have to do right now. And don't worry, you are not going to miss anything. This is the hardest season. And I don't know anybody who is kicking butt at this season. I mean, it's just at least kicking butt in the season without neglecting the things that really need to be cared for. So yeah, I could, I could drop my kids off at a sitter and I could give them fast food every night and I could just try to, you know, fake my way through my life. And yeah, that, that's actually totally possible because of what's happening in my everyday life. No one's monitoring me. I'm, you know, everyone's it's kind of every man for himself at that stage, especially in marriage and life. And so, um, yeah, that could happen. But, but if I was really going to, you know, show up in my life in a healthy way, then I had to, um, I had to really take note that this was going to be harder than anything I had ever done. You see, that's really when I give myself permission to realize that life is hard, these things are difficult. And so one of the things that I would do, which, you know, it is what it is, but one of the things I would do is I would tell myself, Havala, you chose this. <laughs> I was like, cause the first thing you want to do is you feel like a victim to everything. At least that's what I did. I felt like, Oh my gosh, I'm a complete victim to everything that's going down right now in this house. And I'm the one that's pregnant. I'm the one that's nursing. I'm the one on bed rest. I'm the one that has to walk through postpartum. I'm the one that's, you know, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight. I mean, first baby, 40 pounds I gained. And I'm like, I've never dressed my body like this. I've never had to wear this size bra. I've never had to consider what it's like to look pregnant when I'm not pregnant. I had never gone through that. And so I didn't understand how buried I was. But one of the things that was really important was, Havala, you chose this. And the things that you didn't choose, you are going to make it because God has anointed you to do this. And you can relax and understand that nobody has to agree with how you're doing it, but God and yourself. And that's it. And so I had to really cut ties with expectations of what other people had for me. Well, this is what a good mom is and this is what a good mom does. And all these expectations, I had to cut ties. I had to cut ties with expectations of myself. I had imagined that my life would look a certain way and I'd be able to function at a certain capacity and I couldn't. And so I had to break expectations with that. 
And I just had to say, I've got two years of this or three years of this, and then everything is going to be a little more peaceful. And so do what you can. And the main thing for me was just to savor the moment, which was, oh my gosh, my kid has taken yogurt and he has now bathed himself in the backseat. And just not be angry and not be frustrated and not feel like it was an inconvenience, but really allow myself to say, this is the job description. It, it is okay. I'm not messing anything up. I am, I'm in it. And I would never expect somebody else who is in my season to perform or to execute certain tasks better than this. And so lots and lots of grace, lots and lots of space and just forward thinking. I need you. I know you're in the thick of it. But you need to, I needed to get into a big picture mentality, big picture, not, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. It's a mess. I don't know what to do because that's what it feels like. It feels like life sucks you into the moment and it almost feels, uh, it's overwhelming, but it's unmanageable. You feel like you're losing your mind. Like, how am I going to do this? I can't even think. And these, this is someone's life and I'm trying to keep somebody, two or three people alive and I'm trying to keep a marriage alive. It's just daunting. And I had to really get my head up and realize, wait a minute, is this going to be a big deal in five years or 10 years from now? Is this really going to be a big deal? It's going to be a big deal if I lose my marriage. It's going to be a big deal if all my kids ever remember is an angry mom. It's going to be a big deal if my kids felt like I abandoned them to chase my own dreams. These are things that are going to be a big deal. It's going to be a big deal if I lose myself entirely And then realize like I lost five years of my life because I was so consumed with everybody else. I don't even know who I am anymore. Those are going to be a big deal. And so I had to kind of pick myself up and say, okay, what is, what is big picture and what are the big deals and get those big deals in, in, and then after that, relax. And so no one has it perfect. No one is doing this perfectly. Um, It just is what it is. And one moment it's beautiful. The next moment it's chaotic and crazy. But the goal is that you're still headed towards your dream, even if it's a little messy along the way. So that's what I want to tell you. I just, it's kind of like a quick podcast, but the goal is just to let you know that if you're in this moment, don't worry. You are not messing this up. You are not broken. You are not doing this wrong. Uh, Feeling overwhelmed, feeling buried feeling like you can't quite get there from here is all very normal in what you're doing at this moment and you will not always feel this way. So relax, take a deep breath, look at yourself in the mirror and say, you can do this. You are made to do hard things. Come on, come on, you can do this. And this is not how it's always going to be. I can do anything for a short period of time. So have a list, suck it up and do it. And at this point in my life, I'm very grateful that I powered through and was able to do it. And I'm reaping the rewards to that. So that's it. I love you guys. Hope this ministered to you. Again, if you like this podcast, don't forget to give me a shout out. It would mean the world to me. Let me know that this spoke to you and uh, we'll catch up soon. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye.